0: yo what up guys this is your boy Jovan coach Jovan whatever you want to call me Um, we're here again with another episode of weight room overtime and um, everything's going good in case you guys are wondering and just wanted to say thank you for everybody that's been watching my videos it is just a start and we got to start somewhere right just like anything else um, there's some good content and good stuff I'm gonna put out or keep putting out for you guys hopefully you guys you know, kind of comprehend a little bit into what I'm saying. Um, and also see if you guys can start applying this to your current, you know, training methods, strength training methods, or if you're an athlete, this particular video might be important for you guys. Um, just because of the nature of, you know, athletic performance and stuff like that. But thank you again for everybody watching. Um, if you're new, you might as well start subscribing. Uh, one day I'll make it hopefully. And, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to, to people who followed me from the beginning. So, um, without further ado, just wanted to get straight to the video here. I know I like to make this kind of semi-short, that way you guys, you know, go on your day or whatever it may be. But today's topic is core training, right? Specifically, you know, implementing core, uh, core training methods into your current training program, no matter what age or, you know, experience in the gym you have or, you know level of athleticism that you may have as well so if you're an athlete um core stability core training your trunk muscles those are all going to play a role when it comes to strength um if you don't believe me i i mean i just i'm curious to see what you're currently doing to you know put up numbers if you're putting up numbers on the squat rack or whatever may be deadlifts there has to be some sort of I guess strength when it comes to your core to be able to keep you upright and posture upright when you're lifting that much weight so i'm curious to see if you don't train i know there's a big controversy out there right now through i wouldn't say social media but you know fitness people out there that are more like the gym gurus and um, not really people that follow the the science behind exercise but something that may work for them so for example you hear a lot of people saying you don't need to have core training sessions or implement any core training to my weightlifting sessions today because um is being taken care of by heavy squats and heavy deadlifts. That's not the case, and you can't tell that to a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old that's barely starting to lift. Hey, ignore your core; you're gonna get it over time. That's kind of stupid if you if you kind of if you think that way. Um, so a lot of the times, you guys should you know kind of do a little bit more research. If if you're into fitness or into exercise, um, it's always good to know. But um why is core important right what's the function of the core what does it do why is it so important Jovan? well there's a couple things um first and foremost the core specifically the core it has a couple different you know things when it comes to stability and also being able to produce i guess force also Um, so for example when you have a weak core And you may notice this if you're an athlete or done this and experienced it yourself. So we're doing a front squat. This is the best example I like to give. If you're doing a front squat, obviously the weights in the front, right? A lot of that weights gonna be, you know, hopefully going straight up and down. But a lot of times that isn't the case. If your core is weak, a lot of the times you'll see a rounded back and start kind of squatting forward because you don't have the stability in your trunk, which is, you know, your pelvis, your lumbar spine and also those core muscles that help you keep upright right so that's why in, in a nutshell it's kind of important to have that core stability early on and every day even as you train as you go up in weight obviously it's going to need to be stronger right so for me think about it that way right when you are doing a front squat if you do a front squat or if you do dumbbells or kettlebells and you try to squat here and you end up falling that is because you have a weak core a lot of the times you don't have a strong pel- pelvic uh, foundation um and also your abdomen is not where it's supposed to be when it comes to the strength or stability of it, okay? So comment and let me know in the comments if you guys have experienced that before or currently experiencing that where you tend to fall a little bit forward. Um, a lot of times it could mean a lot of things. It could be like your weak glutes, anything like that. But a lot of it has to come from the core as well. So a um, couple of things I wanna just mention right off the bat for core stability. Um, the progress development of core is key for successful strength conditioning training program. OK, so what that means is as you begin training, we always implement core training, whether that's at the beginning during the warm up phase or during rest times when, for example, let's say you're partnered up with somebody in the gym, if you're an athletic, if you're in a team, right? Or you just train with somebody at the gym. If somebody's squatting, the other person could be, you know, doing some sort of, you know, V-ups. It can be planks. It can be um, and like a side plank, anything specific, anything like that. Um, that's how you get incorporated, right? So, from a strength conditioning standpoint, from the coaching standpoint, uh, we try to implement core training exercise about five times a week, um, depending on you know what phase and level of you know training the athlete may have as well could vary. Uh, but ideally, we always incorporate core training um, just for again the stability and, sh- and strength movements of particular sports as well. We'll get into that, but um, the development of the core. A lot of it comes from you know your pelvis, your hips, your your It helps build strength and stability, like I mentioned earlier. But understanding this, the core structure is also could be kind of helpful. A lot of times when you hear these terms, a lot of it is also known as a lumbo uh, pelvic hip complex. Um, so essentially, this whole area of your trunk is kind of what it refers to. So if you ever you know talk to any you know exercise you know person or or personal trainer or anything like that you could always get kind of like the philosophy and what they think. But if you ask somebody that you may follow on, you know, Instagram or YouTube or whatever, a lot of times, if they're just people that, you know, got in good shape, they don't necessarily know the, the, the back signs of certain things. So just kind of be careful on, on that, kind of stuff, I'm not saying they're not fit or anything like that. I'm just saying, sometimes they don't understand how to explain it or why it's important. Okay. Especially when there's somebody new exercise, it tends to kind of be thrown off or miss misguided in a sense as well. But, um, the core right what's, what's the structure of it so it's connected by a lot of uh obviously i would want to say slow twitch muscle fibers type one if you're familiar with that term so it's a lot of uh not fast switch so what i mean it's not an explosive muscle right it's going to be a a longevity muscle where it tends you can work it out for longer kind of like if you're cycling right you're going to cycle for a long time your, your core works the same way that's why you need to train it a lot and do a lot of reps a lot of the times too and also when you do planks, you want to hold it as long as you can, because that's the type of muscle fibers that are in the abdomen area, but it's also full of connected tissue as well. So it also, it plays a major role by connecting your, you know, your legs to your spine, to your upper body. Um, so think about it that way. There's a lot of moving parts down there and a lot of things that help, you know, protect your internal organs as well. Um, so that's also why it could be important for you. Um, but also, um, the stability aspect of it. So since it's made a lot of type, type one muscle fibers, it acts as a stabilizer to protect your spine as well. So that's pretty important when it comes to kind of understanding the, the, the function of the core. Um, and let me know in the comments, guys, when you started lifting, I know some people do core. I, I've, I've heard a lot of new clients that I have and, and new athletes where they, you know, they do it here or there, they have a core day maybe. Even like a recovery active day where they do you know some sit ups or whatever it may be. Um, I'm just kind of curious in the comments when you started lifting or started playing a sport. I know there's some sports that might do it more than others, but um, you know what is your, your core training program or routine look like throughout a maybe a weekly basis? How much time you're doing it and how often and usually you know what kind of exercises are your favorite? Um, and I'm also going to give you guys some examples of the kind of movements you kind of should be doing when it comes to core as well to kind of keep in mind not necessarily specific you know exercises but the way of thinking of doing things as well could play a major role okay um, and then so again the, the core stability is going to help you know limit the body the body's ability to generate the force so again in a squat the stronger core you have depending on your you know how much time you've been lifting as well and you know your how you um, breathe and how you holding your breath, kind of like the ball maneuver depending on how you know well versed you are in exercise but that can also help you know put up some more numbers if you needed to or generate more force from your core up upright right right. so um the last thing i kind of wanted to mention to you guys was from the training standpoint you know different training variables that you may want to consider when when you're going to add some more course you know core stability or core stabilizing you know exercises to your routine or your current training program uh, for that matter, for all your athletes out there, I do recommend adding it every day if you can, um, even if it's just a couple, you know, five to 10 minutes of just core by itself too, okay? Um, so some of the training concepts that I want to kind of introduce to you guys are, there's, there's four that I, I would recommend to you guys now. Uh, and feel free to send me a message or comment down there if you don't really understand kind of what I'm talking about or have specific questions in regards to specific, you know, core exercises and stuff like that. But I'm just going to give you an overall thought of Couple of things they may want to consider. Okay, so the first one is open closed chain exercises, right? This helps isolate muscle groups, specifically in the in the abdominal area. Um, for example, leg raises, right? They're pretty tough if you're newer to your core or your core is weak. A lot of the times, I wouldn't jump straight into leg raises. Like if you're hanging on a pull-up bar, like I have here, and you do a leg raise you see a lot like in uh, CrossFit and stuff like that. Um, those are ideal too, or you could just lay on the ground and do it that way as well. You're gonna notice it's a little bit tough if you have the weaker uh, abdomen area. Um, so I would recommend starting with something more different and I'll get to it here soon. But um, also Superman's is a good one. You could also do Superman's. Um, the next topic I would like to introduce to you is the multiple plane, uh, doing it in multiple planes of motion. So what I mean by that is we have the frontal plane, we have the sagittal plane and the transverse plane, right? If you don't know what that means, just let me know in the comments. I'll, I'll kind of explain it. I don't want to get too in the weeds of it, but um, it's just basically moving side to side, front and back, up and down, you know, backwards, right? So there's different ways that you can kind of maneuver that. And the reason I'd like to introduce that, because when you're playing a sport specifically, right? So let's say football, let's say basketball, let's play soccer, right? You're going to move in all areas, right? So if you just train, you know, kind of forward in a frontal direction, you're not going to get that mobility when, you know, somebody, it's cutting on you, you need to, you know, backpedal, you need to change directions, right? You see what I'm getting at? So you want to be able to train your core the same way, even if you're twisting. So think about when you're batting, if you're a baseball player, a lot of that force or generation comes from the core and the hip area to be able to produce that, that stronger swing, right? Um, same thing for basketball, if you're going to push past, right? Um, could be an ideal. Soccer, there's a lot of instability too if you have a weak core and and, and I noticed this myself or, or I, I know some people here that may watch and play soccer when you're shooting or in in the act of shooting to goal right or doing a long pass where you have that long windup and you're on one foot ideally right where you're doing a, you're trying to hit it in the air and somebody bumps you that's stability sometimes too if you don't have a strong I would say leg and core you're gonna fall right a lot of the times or when you're shooting and the defender has you on your side and they just shove you right before you're gonna shoot you'll notice that that stability is not there. So that's why it's important to train in these different directions to be able to mimic those, those movements later on in the field, right? So that's kind of my idea behind that. And the, la- uh, the next one would be loaded and unloaded conditions, right? So what this means is um, being able to keep your body upright by having a heavy load, or not heavy load, semi-heavy. Semi so this could include farmer carries if you guys are familiar with those. You can also do with kettlebells or dumbbells this is where you're holding the dumbbell. Um, and then walking probably 10, 15 yards, depending how long you can do it, and back. Right. So that weight or instability of weight in your arms while you're walking, your core is going to brace while you're doing that because it is heavy, right? And so your body's going to keep working, recruiting those muscles in the abdomen area to be able to, you know, keep upright and not fall down, right? So that's why that's important. Specifically for a football player, a lot of times when you do have a lot of people on your, or just have somebody on your back you wanna be able to push for more yards, right? So again, everything has a purpose and everything has a reason for it to translate to the field if you're an athlete, for example, all right? Um, next one is stable and unstable conditions. This is my favorite. This is usually where I start all my athletes or even my new clients that are not familiar with exercise or you know are familiar but never really been through an actual training program. Maybe they just do kind of whatever they want, uh, followed it for a little uh, training program for a little bit and right now they just go in there and do whatever they want, right? Or whatever they feel like training that day. Um, The stable and unstable conditions is a great way to start new people, great way to start if you're overweight, um, it's a great way to start too. If you're weak also, so it kind of serves everybody to be honest, even myself, I still do it myself today and I'm not the most expertise or most athletic athlete out there but I've been training for years and I still do stability today Um, and the reason I enjoy it and the reason I recommend it to my athletes is because when you are in a stable, unstable condition, um, so for example, if you're on a bozo ball right or a balance board for example right um, that's kind of in a sense your body doesn't want to fall right you're in that mindset of like oh i got to keep myself upright right same thing with your core a little bit too so when your core feels unstable and you're balancing on something right trying not to fall it's going to recruit every muscle that it could in that general area to keep you upright so everything through your back everything's going to be braced and so is your core it's going to be really tight i don't know if you ever tried it and somebody kind of touches your stomach it's going to be pretty tight um so that's the whole purpose i like to introducing that once you can hold it for a certain amount of time once you start progressing through that there's different things you can do obviously which you can reach out to me if you have those questions but um that's what i would start anybody that might be new or overweight or, uh, you know kind of weak in that area it's always do the unstable things first even with the pvc pipe could be a good one too where you're coming up and down um, to help you know stabilize you as you you come up and stuff like that. So um, obviously it's just for a postural control. Uh, so for the next one is a the unilateral and bilateral work. Um, this is this is pretty interesting because it's proven to be shown um, greater activation of core musculature, right? So um, the best way to put this for you guys is so when you when you do an exercise, right? for for example a split squat or, or a lunge, right? your body when you have a weight in your arm right let's just say you have one dumbbell, a 20 pound 20 pound dumbbell and you do a lunge right and now you're gonna press well hey something on the other side is unstable the weights over your head um, and the other side is not as braced as one side so it's gonna recruit a little bit those muscles in that weaker area to be able to keep upright or else you're gonna be falling right so you kind of get the purpose you're not gonna lift the weight and just fall sideways when you lift up the weight the rest of your core is working as well without any load, right? So it's gonna start recruiting those muscles on that weaker side to be able to stabilize um, the area that's not strong, right? So if, if that kind of helps make sense in your head, like, okay, I kind of know what it means. There's different exercises you can do to help with bilateral or unilateral, um, you know, movements. So that's just probably one of the best examples I can put. But you can also do a side lunge, right? You can do a reverse lunge. Um, you can do a step to box press, right? That's all gonna work your core and it's all great. And usually that's a progression from the unstable conditions used to the the bilateral or unilateral you know movements. um but yeah as you can see i'm pretty you know i like to talk about this kind of stuff i think it's it's fascinating to me um the way exercise works and how your body works there's a whole science behind it right it's not just hey why is joan talking about this right um i just want to help out as much people as i can i know there's a lot of misguided information out there every day i see it i see it in the social medias and i'm sure you guys see it too um you see a bunch of nonsense out there but hey um that's why i'm here right but just want to say thank you again thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of weight room overtime um i'm excited for the future i know there'll be a lot of things coming um but don't forget to comment subscribe like let me know in the comments what you guys want to you know talk about next whether that's strength whether that's running whether that's jumping whether that's whatever just let me know in the comments from an exercise standpoint or you know sport specific standpoint let me know what you guys want to talk about and i'll make a video Um, Until then, peace out, take care, wash your hands, and better start lifting. Peace out, guys.